You're listening to Late Norman Talk with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. Unscripted and real conversations with business leaders and marketing pros. Chuck, it's that time. It We're is. back again in the studio, uh, this time with uh, our friend Dan Mills, who is the partner at Accent Comfort Services. Dan, welcome. Thank you very much for having me here this morning. Absolutely. So for those out there that don't know you or your company, uh, talk a bit about what you guys do in the marketplace. Well, we're a full service uh, uh, heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing concern. And um, we serve the residential like commercial marketplaces. And how did you get started in that business? Uh, Many, many years ago, about 35 years ago. And um, we began to... um, uh, develop the different uh, uh, personnel we needed to serve the community and the different niches of service that are required here. And it's um, kind of how it all started. So how did you get down? So you, you came down from Ohio from uh, to North Carolina. Right. And and did you start Accent right away? Uh, no, we started, a, uh, we were involved in another business. And um, from that, we uh, began the nexus of Accent, which we started from nothing in 2003 and grew it to where it's at uh, right now, which is about a $4 million concern. Wow. Wow. So it's a light commercial and residential. And what areas do you serve? Do you serve the entire Charlotte metro area? Is it more towards the lake and Concord? Well, actually, it's a little broader than that. Um, We call it serving the Carolinas. And we go from Statesville down to uh, South Charlotte, Fort Mill, Rock Hill, uh, out to uh, Monroe, um, and um, Kannapolis, Concord, and then all the way down I-85 to Greenville, South Carolina. Now, we were in the studio talking the other day, and you were, you were kind of opening up a lot about what makes you guys unique and different compared to you know, some other guys out there. Talk a bit about what's unique to, to Accent. Well, uh, I think one thing that's important is uh, we have technicians that are skilled and trained in, the, in their chosen uh, uh, specialties, and when they come to your home, uh, they're not there to sell you anything in particular, but uh, they're to provide a repair or a consultation on what's really needed. And um, both Frank and I, Frank's my, my business partner and, and the other owner in the company, we feel like uh, we want to come to someone's home and, and uh, make a repair recommendation first and then a replacement second. So we're not there to enrich ourselves at others' expense, if you will. So there's a lot of companies out there that the, the, the service tech is more of a sales tech mm-hmm. and, and they're commission driven. So of course their, their incentive is to try to replace or add. And your approach is to provide a solu- the most cost effective solution with the existing hardware essentially. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we, we come in and we're usually there for a reason. Uh, so we try and identify what the issue is and then, uh, uh, analyze and, 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 uh, uh, describe what the repair is and the cost associated with it. And then if there are some low-hanging fruit or things that are going to be problems down the road, we try to uh, uh, give a quotation for that at the time. So it sounds like you, you probably grew a lot from referrals in this business with a business model like that. Would I be correct in saying so? Uh, that's correct. Uh, we kind of follow the, uh, the adage that the crowing rooster is the one that gets shot. And what I mean by that is... Uh, <laughs> What I mean by that is that, uh, you know, your best, your best job is the one you just left. 
And if a friend or a neighbor will refer you to their friend or neighbor, that's probably the best advertising and promotion you can ever get. You know, I, you know, and in Charlotte, there's some, we won't mention the names, but there's a couple I can think of, these massive, you know, they seem like they're massive organizations that are constantly on TV with constant TV advertisements. But in my experience as a homeowner, after a while, after your first few repairs, after a while, I started climbing up into the attic with them. I want to see, like, what they're doing because there is this feeling as a homeowner that, you know, are they really doing what they say they're, they're doing? Do mm-hmm. I really have this issue? Like, you want to understand what the issue is better. And I find that a lot of homeowners now are going towards more referrals and less response to advertising unless they do not have a go-to person to refer someone or a, a prior experience. And uh, that can be difficult and costly for some folks. Well, yeah, I think I think the important thing is you want to build confidence in the customers and people that you're working with. And um, when you're there, you're a guest in their home. Uh, you should first explain why you're there. And if you're going to make a repair, kind of go over it if they're interested to, to know or, or uh, understand the detail of it. And then from there, I think uh, in our industry, in general, we could do a better job of instilling confidence in our customers and our client base by being upfront, honest, and explain things because it's almost like uh, automotive repair sometimes. It is complicated. Uh, it is a mechanical device, and you can fix one thing, and then once that's fixed and up and running, another thing can go bad. And it's no fault of the technician or the company, but it's perceived as a, uh, a less than desirable outcome for the customer, and that's where the problem is created. So I have uh, two units that were the builder units on my home. Mm-hmm. And those things are basically, I would say, on life support right now. Mm-hmm. It's any day that they could go, mm-hmm. right? So uh, they're in the hospice of uh, air conditioning units. And so, unfortunately, that's maybe a bad analogy, but that's the way I, I see it. So, but, and I know that these things are going to have to be replaced. And with most people, they fear that's going to happen. I feel like I should have done it earlier and had a relationship with someone. So, but, but with all that being said, what is the number one thing that you see that people could do to keep their units running longer? And what's the proper maintenance? Is it having someone like Accent or someone come out on an annual basis? Right. I think the main thing is keep the equipment in good working order. And uh, by doing so, you can have a service or a maintenance agreement where the technician comes out or the company comes out two times a year to provide the uh, cleaning and check of the equipment to make sure that it's in good working order. And by doing so, you'll find that you'll have uh, more reliability and also uh, be more in a preventative uh, state where you're analyzing what's going on with the equipment and, and preventing breakdowns or emergency calls before they occur. What's the number one breakdown? Is it blown capacitors? Well, I mean, that's kind of hard to say, but that's right. certainly right up on the list in the, in the heat of summer. Right. Yeah, I've had, uh, I tried to replace a blown capacitor once. I thought I was the smartest guy in the world, and I went to the place to get the capacitor. I said, look at all the money I saved. It was uh, it was like 100 degrees outside and trying to figure this thing out. Um, no. Yeah. It's better to have somebody that knows what they're doing. Well, there's, there's probably, the week. Yeah, there's probably added benefit to that as well, where uh, they'll come out to, uh, replace the capacitor usually when they explode or have catastrophic failure there's some cleanup on aisle six that needs to be done right right and that's not something most homeowners are suited or uh, uh, want to get involved in yeah i think it's like you know would you change 
the engine on your car, something you rely on that's right. serious and you got to be done correctly and safe. You got to hire a professional. But he said something interesting, you know, because I think it's common for especially hands-on, you know, homeowners, males specifically, with stuff like this. They their pride says, "I'll save the money. I'll go get the part. And I'll go to YouTube and watch the video and try to repair it." And yeah, sure, you might save the money from that point of view. But look at guys like you and I that are our marketing consultants. They get a pretty hefty hourly rate. So let's say we're four hours in trying to repair that at our four-hour rate for our clients. We lost that money. That's the money. We didn't save money. We lost money, and it was done probably incorrectly or not even to, to repair, to spec, whereas if we had Dan's company in, in your condition, because my AC units are working beautifully, brand new, cold, um, you know, I think that's interesting. A lot of people, I don't think, look at it that way. They look at it as the time and the part, but they forget that their, their day job is not paying them. Well, uh, when you go to the doctor, um, in many cases, you uh, go in and get treated for, uh, for an illness or you're not feeling well, and you, you, you uh, go in and visit with the doctor, tell them the symptoms, and then they give you a prescribed treatment for that. And you pay them what you pay them to do that. Um, you generally don't ask about what the doctor's technical expertise or competency is or how much time they spent with you. Uh, you just take it for granted, I guess. It's intuitive that, uh, you know, you're getting what you pay for. It's a little bit different in our industry and in many service industries. So it's up to us to explain and create value and make you feel like the money that you're spending is uh, worth it uh, to you and that you're getting the desired result. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you, you experienced double-digit growth last year, which is awesome. Right. Um, and, you know, you said you're doing $5 million in sales with what kind of staff how many well it's uh four million in sales uh okay. and it's uh we have about 30 people total in the company okay so it's fair to say that you continue to grow what's the tenure like at your company what keeps people working there um i think the tenure and the the philosophy that frank and i have is that anybody that comes on board with our firm uh, is a family member and uh, what i mean by that is uh, we do have some family that work at the company uh, but we try to treat people like family such that uh, um, when there are issues, uh, you know, there's the there's the black and white of how something should be treated, but then there's also the gray, which is more of a humankind look at things and trying to do the right thing. doesn't mean we're easy in pushovers. It just means we, we understand that things change in people's lives and you need, to, you need to help people where you can. So let's talk about the ideal customer that you don't get that you'd like to have? I mean, growth is great, but let's face it, if we could all work with certain types of clients, mm -hmm. um, more of those and less of some others, for example, um, what does that person look like? What would you like to convey to them, maybe on a misconception in your industry specific, that you know, you're not putting a commercial together, you're not doing some marketing campaign that, to explain this issue, but right now on the podcast, talk about what you want them to know that they don't know? Well, I think uh, honesty in what, what you do every day and how you um, send people to someone's home as a guest, as I said before. Um, if you're a property manager and you're sending someone in to do a service for you, they represent your company as well as theirs. Um, you have to be honest and upfront about the pricing and what you're doing and then also follow through with the, if it's a tenant landlord situation, follow through with both parties if needed. Because if you're the property manager, you don't necessarily understand, nor do you want to know uh, why a capacitor does what it does. But the homeowner and the uh, 
and the uh, uh, business owner might want to know what's going on and why it occurred so they can prevent it or just understand it a little bit better. Yeah, it's all about the relationship in the end. You know, That's and, correct. And, and people see through that. Uh, they, they do, and, I, and to not feel like you've been taken. You know, a lot of times when you get, like, the car repair thing, you, you, if you don't understand at a basic level what, what the service was that you received and the value of it, and there wasn't this uh, warm, fuzzy relationship or at least a trusting relationship, then you're not going to have that feel-good feeling afterwards, and that's not going to lead you into um, a, another engagement with that client or that potential customer. Um, a lot of businesses don't say that. Actually, when you come on, we get a lot of great people, but that's not something they talk about. I think that's something that uh, a lot of small businesses are missing out on. It's yeah. not all about the money. It's about the money will come and the business will come if you do the right thing. Well, I think, I think that's an important uh, aspect of uh, the leadership in your company and the leadership in your community, which uh, Accent and the people that work for our company, I know I'm involved in the community. Um, Frank is involved in the community and many of our employees. We do a lot of things to give back because we feel like it's our obligation to, to uh, kind of uh, uh, employ families from our, from our area and also give back to the people in, uh, in the area where we serve. It's very important to us. What's been your proudest moment in, uh, in Accent? Uh, I think just seeing the company grow from a spreadsheet with 150 items on it when we first started in 2005, actually, uh, to where we're at right now, where there's always a spreadsheet with line items that have to be done. Uh, but I think just seeing the, the company grow and change and the, dish, the additional services that we've added um, throughout the growth of the company to uh, continue to provide service to our customer base. As a business owner, what advice can you offer business owners out there like what's the biggest lesson you've learned as a business owner I would I would advise anybody starting a business um, in an endeavor where they have experience or don't to surround themselves with people that are more knowledgeable than maybe they are in the setup structure insurance issues how to buy a, a van or a vehicle properly um, how to go about the accounting side of the business and uh, there's several outlets to do that but I find that uh, BNI is a great way to, to do that because uh, you're always surrounded by professionals that have been there and done that. That would be my advice. So in the end, uh, when, you're, when you're building a business and you're trying to promote it, what, you know, what is the most valuable thing that you guys have, have learned in the way of just marketing the business, getting that word out there? Or was it just trial by fire? Uh, I would still go back to my original comment, which is uh, most businesses grow through referrals, uh, either by neighbors or by friends or relationships. And um, you're only as good as the last bad job you did for someone. And I think to the extent that you can can uh, uh, make sure people are happy and you f they feel like they got a benefit from your service, you're going to be all right. Well, Dan, thanks so much for coming to the studio today and spending some time with us. What's the best way for uh, somebody to reach out to you or contact you? Uh, they can give us a call at 704-509-1200, or they can call, uh, email us for a service request at service at accent, A-C-C-E-N-T, and then the letter C-S dot com. That's service at accent, C-S dot com.